TFC Talk on All In Sports Talk. Hey everybody, Steve Janot here for TFC Talk. The day after Toronto FC win 3-1 over the Chicago Fire. With a little pre-game, or sorry, post-game recap of what went down. A little bit later on after my recap, you'll hear from head coach Greg Vanny at the post-match press conference. And you'll also hear from Captain Michael Bradley in the locker room. And it's important to know, you know the way that they speak about uh, the role play of not just Sebastian Jovinko, which became a big talking point, but also the play of Raheem Edwards and Marky Delgado and other players who filled in great. Let's take a look at the big stats maybe from the first thing I want to point out is that I thought Toronto FC, you know, they played very well. They improved to 7-4 and four all-time against Chicago at BMO Field. So that's one of the teams that Toronto has consistently uh, fared well against at home at BMO. And I thought they did a great job actually of keeping Chicago off the score sheet for the first 88 minutes until uh, a camp scores that one, you know, really late after the, the Javinko substitution. Sheru seems to lose his man. And then before you know it, the ball's in the back of the net. And in some ways, that's a little bit uh, unfortunate because, you know, Bono had played well, the back line had played well, and they probably deserved the clean sheet and would have liked that to take it and move on. At the same time, they get the three points, and that's what matters most for Toronto FC, who, again, had found themselves uh, midweek sitting ninth in the East, and so that was not where they wanted to be. Clearly, they see themselves as a team at the top of the uh, division or the conference and probably in the the entire league itself, and that's where they need to climb their way back to. And we saw the performance tonight more in line with the expectation of the of the team, both from the, the manager himself, but also from the supporters and the fans. And the, But the truth is that the difference in performance between tonight and earlier in the season is not significant. The margins are very small. You hear Michael Bradley talk about that and co- head coach Greg Vanny talk about that. Uh, Finishing was, was was a big part of it. But uh, again, TFC did a great job keeping Chicago off the score sheet, 88 minutes. Uh, Chicago is a team this year that's averaging a goal uh, every 77 minutes on the road and actually uh, every 68 and a half minutes across the season. So they've been uh, able to, to score uh, almost a, at, at will throughout the season consistently, and yet Toronto was able to shut them down in large part because I thought the midfield did a really good job of closing out the space and not allowing that midfield of Chicago that we talked about last week coming in and you know uh, letting them sort of run the show, not just Schweinsteiger, who I thought uh, you know played surprise surprisingly well considering uh, how physical the game was and how much pressure there was and how it's his first road game in MLS as well too so there was a couple things there now again he's Boston Schweinsteiger he's a world-class player Uh, you know he's hoisted the World Cup uh, for Germany (laughs) and uh, not only that he's played of course uh, not just at Manchester United where he barely played but also let's talk about all the time that he played at Bayern uh, Munich as well so he's really just an incredible phenomenal player with an incredible career and he's still actually quite young but I don't think he's match fit yet that jersey looks like there's uh, you know like he's carrying a little bit extra underneath that jersey still and I think he's going to have to work his way back into being match fit and that's going to be a little bit more challenging for him in MLS because one of the things that European players are not used to when they come to MLS is the travel so it's not just the turf fields that sometimes you have to play on it's the travel and the time zones so even from Chicago to Toronto, although it's a relatively close trip, you could drive it in basically eight hours, you fly it in 90 minutes, uh, you're still switching a time zone. And so that the, that type of stuff is is going to be new, uh, for, I think, for Schweinsteiger, and you know, and, and it'll take some time for him to build into that. But we talked about the midfield, we talked about Janino and Dax McCarty and Schweinsteiger and how they're going to play, and I thought that Greg Venny made a tactical change to bring in Marky Delgado. And it was a really, uh, I think, important tactical change. 
because what it did is it allowed uh, TFC for the first time to really play on the front foot. And I tweeted out the stats yesterday of their of their winning percentage when Delgado starts. Uh, when Delgado has started for Toronto FC over the last uh, two seasons, so this season including yesterday's game or this weekend's game against Chicago, and then all of last season, Toronto FC has won 90% of those games. And Marky Delgado or Marco Delgado now, I, I believe, is the, the the official name change. One of the things about him that I think goes unnoticed is the way in which he helps to recycle the play. And you heard both Bradley and uh, Vanny talk about this in their, their post-match comments, and you'll hear it in just a second. And the way in which he helps move the ball quick with quick touch passes and good, solid decisions. Now, in no way am I com- comparing him to Xavi, but uh, in, in a lot of ways, that's kind of what Xavi did at Barcelona for so long. Now, Xavi and Delgado, obviously not comparable players. Xavi, you know, one of the greatest players of all time. Uh, Delgado, just a kid, really, who's starting to sort of grow into his space. But we talked about the way in which he, his legs can be an important part of, of helping out this uh, Toronto FC team. And when I spoke with Marky a couple weeks ago at the Kia training grounds uh, for TFC Talk, he spoke about legs and energy being what he could bring to the team. We've also mentioned how Will Johnson being gone, uh, you know, losing those legs or that pit bull in the middle has been an absence or a gap that I think this team has suffered from not having. And while I understand the importance of getting Cooper and Vasquez and Bradley and Javinko and Altador all on the pitch at the same time. The Cooper Vasquez Bradley connection, in some ways, I think, is uh, lacking the legs that we got from uh, Delgado, not only in, in the game this weekend, but I think consistently last year we saw the way in which he covers a lot of ground, also frees up Bradley to play um, a more aggressive role as well. And at the same time, like we said, the way in which he helps to recycle the play, to move the ball from the back line to the front line in and, 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 and very efficient and effective ways very is very Xavi like I mean they, again I'm not comparing him to Xavi but I mean that's that's what we're talking about when we talk about the role that he he wants to play and the way in which TFC want him to play and again you just can't get away from the fact that when he starts they win 90% of their games and what was interesting last night was for the first time we saw Delgado get a start and really play consistent minutes in a 3-5-2. Normally when we've seen Delgado, he's been in, the, in that sort of 4-4-2 but where there's been the four midfielders. But here we saw him really, you know, lug a lot of water, carry a lot of water and uh, you know, a lot of kilometers in that 3-5-2. And it was very effective. It there was not a lot of space for anyone in the midfield for Chicago to to occupy or to to penetrate. Uh, Schweinsteiger wasn't really allowed to turn on the ball and, and to create, and that wasn't just Delgado. But I mean, it was the, just the way in which the play, the, the setup across the board happened. So I thought they looked very, very good. Uh, I know that Javinko was creative and electric and we'll talk about that in a second but I, I do kind of think that Delgado is probably the man of the match in my opinion I think he was the one sub or the one squad change from from previous weeks that had the most impact on play Javinko is going to start every single week and he's going to be brilliant most weeks as he has throughout his career and I'll give you the stats in just a minute but uh, what, I, what I will say is that Delgado is a change. Cooper didn't start. Cooper actually didn't even play a minute. We saw Jay Chapman finally get some minutes. We spoke to Jay last week on TFC Talk, and he was really hoping to get some run in. And I thought he did a decent job when he came in as well. But uh, Cooper, didn't, Cooper didn't start. Delgado started in his place, and I think it was very effective. And really it was a big reason why I think Toronto FC was able to, you know, really be on top of, of the game. For example, you know, the Toronto FC, uh, you know, they, their passing accuracy was, was over 80%. Their, their possession 
possession on the ball uh, was not as much as, as you might think it, it, it would have been. Uh, they, they had less possession than Chicago, uh, but the quality possession, I think, again, was very quick, very moving, and uh, I thought they, they played very well. For uh, Delgado, his his final numbers, uh, you know, so 57 touches on the ball and 47 passes in, in that time as well. So that was, you know, really helpful, taking a little bit of a load off Michael Bradley, who we know touches the ball so many times. Bradley with 80 touches uh, in that game and 67 passes. So, again, Delgado jumping in with the second most amount of uh, touches and passes for, for the team. And I think that that's really telling, again, about the type of player that he is and how he can help out, especially if you consider the fact that uh, Delgado didn't finish the game as well. He got subbed out by Jonathan Osorio. So he didn't even play the entire game, but he's second most to Bradley in touches and in passes. Let's move on to Sebastian Javinko just real quick for a couple words on Javinko. Uh, I think it's worth pointing out that Javinko had the brace. We talked about how Javinko was due... Javinko was due for a multi-goal game uh, and we suggested that it was going to happen before the game so if you follow me on Twitter you will have saw that I had already called that out and part of the reason why is because Javinko this season really had had nothing going so far. He had n- uh, no goals against RSL, no goals against Philly, no goals against uh, Sporting KC, a, a single goal against Atlanta and then nothing against Columbus. So in his first five games this season he had uh, zero assists and one goal and that's really just not in line with Sebastian Javinko uh, who by the way across his career coming into the start of the season uh, had played 68 games for Toronto FC. That includes both playoffs and regular season across two uh, seasons. And in in those 68 appearances for Toronto FC, 43 goals, 35 assists. So we're talking about a guy who scores a goal one every uh, you know 1.58 games, or who um, either scores or sets up a goal while one every 0.87 uh, games in which he appears. That's not even games that he, he finishes. Or I'm talking about the minute stats because in some of those games he had he didn't play the entire match um picking up an injury along the way so then to, to take a look at this season where he had gone five games and only had one point basically with one goal it was it was due and it was time there's also a guy here who not only does he score goals but he tends to score in bunches uh getting multi-goal games <laughs> basically once every five games in his career in the mls so it, it, really just an incredible player um i went back and looked at the numbers across last season taking away the playoffs the final 10 games of the season which and when we think about sort of toronto struggling in that time against montreal and then at home when they lost 1-0 and then uh, that little stretch where they continued to just seem to draw game after draw game and then Javinko picked up a bit of an injury and he was away and then he came back at the end of the season and it just nothing really seemed to sort of click for them until they hit the playoffs and you know then then they hit their stride and we remember Javinko during that time as sort of being ineffective but what I thought was so interesting is in the final 10 uh, regular season games last year for Javinko he had three multi-goal games including uh, two hat-tricks and so uh, <laughs> he just he, this is a guy who just scores a lot of goals and we can't get away from that and I think if we even include the first six games of this season uh, you know that, that he's played because remember he didn't play the Vancouver game so uh, the Toronto FC's played seven games and Javinko's played six games if we include those six games in his career numbers He's now played 74 games for TFC. He scored 46 goals and 35 assists. I mean, those are just remarkable numbers. That's a goal, uh, one every uh, 1.54 games. So how remarkable is that? Well, let's take a look. Let's compare him maybe to some of the other big-name designated players we've seen in MLS who are incredible goal scorers. How about Thierry Henry, who played 135 games in Major League Soccer and scored 52 goals in that time. Uh, that's one goal every 2.6 games. Or how about David Beckham, who played 115 games in the MLS but only scored 18 goals? So maybe that wasn't... 
you know his his for foray let's say but what about Landon Donovan who was you know the who is the uh, the all-time leading goal scorer for for Major League Soccer playing 384 career games scoring 170 goals or one goal every 2.25 games and even uh, you know our our, our good buddy uh, you know Dero uh, Dwayne De Rosario who scored over 100 goals in MLS as well 109 goals across his career uh, in, in 367 games that's one every 3.36 so Sebastian Javinko even with this slump for the first five games of the season where he only had one goal and no assists um, you know. When we add in last night's or this weekend's brace against Chicago, we now see a man who scored 46 goals in 74 games. A man who has 81 points, goals and assists combined in 74 career games for Toronto FC. Uh, one goal every 1.54 games. Absolutely remarkable. Okay, so folks, I'm Steve Gennaro and the show is TFC Talk and it airs every single week on All In Sports Talk. And you can go to allinsportstalk.com and download the free app and listen to 24-7 soccer radio anytime you want. The show is brought to you by XTSC, Extreme Toronto Sports Club. Make sure you check out XTSC.ca for your chance to play recreational sport all around the great city of Toronto and some of the best conditions available and an opportunity to meet Josie Altador or St. Ricketts, who are great ambassadors for XTSC. And, you know, the show also is simulcast on Waking the Red, so make sure you check out that great Toronto FC fan blog. And if you still need more Toronto FC and more TFC talk this week, I will be guesting on uh, the Vocal Minority podcast. So if you haven't heard their podcast yet, you should definitely check it out. They've been around a lot longer than me. These are a group of you know really great, passionate fans who've been around since the very beginning of Toronto FC and who've been podcasting forever. In fact, you know, as uh, before I started doing Toronto FC in the media when I was covering the Raptors or when I was covering Liverpool, I often listened to Vocal Minority along the way. So they are uh, they are great. I'm very excited to be on their podcast. It's a little more PG-13 than my podcast, but again, I'm really looking forward to the opportunity to speak with them. So we'll go, we'll, I'm sure we'll break down the game in even more detail and talk about the upcoming matches because Toronto FC, uh, you know, they play next week at home to Houston. And uh, when we get to next week, there's a span there of 16 days where they are going to play five games. Houston, Orlando at home, away to Seattle and Columbus, then home to Minnesota. So we got five games coming in 16 days, and we'll know a lot more about this team that we didn't already know. Uh, now we'll know then. So it's not that far away so make sure you listen to the guy with the deep voice at the very end he'll tell you all you need to know about how to follow the show and how to follow along and uh, until next time up the reds tfc talk on all in sports talk Again, getting goals isn't just about one guy. Part of it is about the team. I thought the ball moved quicker tonight than it has in previous games, uh, which means that the guys up front who who get the ball with the least amount of space have just a fraction more time than when the ball gets to them quicker. And I thought from the back line to the midfield, everything moved faster, the ball moved faster. So uh, Seba and Josie oftentimes receive the ball in slightly better circumstances than maybe they have in the past. Um, I thought his... Uh, obviously the goal and he had a couple shots that where you kind of think he's going to try to bend one to the back post and he pulls it into the near post and it splits the legs of the defender those are just crafty sort of finishes and and obviously the free kick um, is is special and you know once he once he got it over the wall then it had all the chance to to drop in so um, I thought he was I thought he was sharp I thought the team was by and large sharp we stayed closer together defensively which was an objective this week not to uh, to find each other and defend a little bit more uh, together 
and, and I was pleased. I mean, are there things to build on there for sure? Uh, is everything perfect? No, but uh, happy with the performance. Great win for the guys, and uh, for us, it's to start building some momentum now off of this win and, and two more home games. You gave Delgado his first start in the midfield. Uh, what was the thinking behind that, and how do you think he performed today? Uh, I thought he was very good. Um, part of the reason the ball moved faster was because Marky was on the field. Uh, Marky is, is an efficient player. He doesn't try to always look for the final pass. He, he usually plays uh, in the fewest amount of touches possible in a moment, which means he catches the ball, he gets rid of it quickly, and the ball moves faster. And that was the idea a little bit with Marky, and it gave us um, a little bit different look on the right side, and it also put Victor and Seba and a little bit closer together to combine with each other. Um, so there was a couple different reasons for it, but I thought Marky was very, very good. Uh, he, he, we know he can cover a lot of ground. He's got an engine. He can run. He can, uh, he can get forward. He can defend. Uh, but I thought the speed at which he got the ball and moved it on to the next guy was, was important in, in, in our performance today. Raheem again looked comfortable this week. He looked relaxed. He had a lot of energy. He got a couple balls in there again, dangerous. And then there was a couple times where he didn't uh, receive passes well, one from that schedule. He just couldn't catch up to rolling pace. Talk about his game. Yeah, Raheem has, has done very well. You know, after his first start, we, we were saying, well, that's only one game. But now he's put together three solid performances. Uh, He's got a lot of confidence. Um, he's got a lot of ability, both with the ball and and obviously athletically. And uh, he uses all of those gifts. Um, and you know, the more time he's out there, I think the more things he's starting to recognize and he's starting to see, and, and the more opportunities that he is uh, he's getting and creating. Um, he got a shot tonight, and and a situation where he had a choice between a shot and a cross. Um, but I think he's uh, he's proven very very. Um, clearly that he's fully capable of playing at this level and he's fully capable of uh, being an important member of this team. You win, uh, you, you win tonight pretty comfortably. People would probably agree with that. And you also weren't as sharp as you wanted to be. So what does that say about this team's potential and where you guys could be? Yeah, um, yeah. I still think we have room for growth. I'll, I'll probably say that forever because I think that's um, our job is to keep trying to find, strive for the perfect game, which doesn't exist. But um, yeah, I think I think uh, you know we have some room to grow, which is which is fun. It's exciting, um, and it's the challenge of this team to continue to um, to work in that way and and. Not just the results are always important in putting the points on the board, which were really important tonight. Uh, getting wins and learning how to win, again, was an important aspect of tonight, winning at home. Um, but always striving for better and better performances, controlling games a little bit better. And I thought today we did a good job of, of controlling the game sometimes just in our defensive shape. And you know, um, I think that's a step forward for us. Uh, a lot of times we've been pressing high and looking for moments to press high. And today we didn't press as high as often. And, uh, we were able to show, you know, without the ball, sitting a little bit deeper in our half of the field, that we can control things and, and play on the counter a little bit as well. So that's another, uh, that's another step in growth for for our group as as we continue to build through the season. That's what the season's for. You don't want to be peaking right now. You want to keep learning from each game and keep getting better each game. Yeah, a little bit. I, I, you know, Jay's been sharp uh, in training and uh, chomping at the bit. And you know, I've been looking for the right opportunity to get Jay a run. Uh, it was good to get him out there and just to get get him going, get the feel of being out, you know, on the stadium field and, and in a good game. And uh, and 
Victor, he took a little bit of knock, but and he was stretching a little bit at halftime, but I don't think it's anything significant. It was, you know, part of it was uh, the moment and, and getting Jay an opportunity, and part of it was was just preserving Victor a little bit on that. Has Victor kind of firmly kind of kind of said it now? I know he's kind of joined the team, you know, Florida and everything. Looking really good out there tonight. So I'm just wondering how how far along is he? Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, again, I think he's in terms of settled in and getting a feel for being in Toronto and training and the environment and the league a little bit. I think he's got a good sense of that. I think the relationship with his teammates is still growing. You can't pick that up over a couple games, and and I think he'll continue to uh, get sharper in terms of his connection with the guys around and, and the timing of things and and you know getting used to the the speed at which guys move and all those kinds of things so that the connections are just a touch sharper sometimes. But uh, I think he's he's settled in quite well and, and shown that he can he can help drive our attack and, and play some final passes. And um, he got off a good shot today too. I want him to keep looking for moments where from distance he can you know he can hit a he can hit a ball because he's a he's a very good finisher. Greg Seba uh, did not look very happy when he came off. Uh, there's a stanchion that may need some repair. What what was behind that, and, and why? What was your decision to take him off? Yeah, I mean, he, listen, Seba wants to score goals. The game was opening up. Uh, there might have been another opportunity or two there for him at the end. Um, and he was—he's passionate, and he wants to score. And you know, a lot of people have a lot to say about why he hasn't scored and all that kind of stuff. And so, uh, you know, he was—he was—he's a competitor. He was—he was not happy that that he was coming off the field in a game that's opened up where he. Previous performances were 
maybe not as, as solid for 90 minutes as the one tonight, and, and but I I haven't really seen anybody that's necessarily deserved to beat us along the way so far, but our record doesn't necessarily show all of that at this moment. So it's a long season, and, and as, as I've said, it's an opportunity to continue growing. I think we still have a lot of room to grow, um, but tonight maybe for some is a little bit of a statement that uh, we're moving in the right direction and, and good things are still to come for us. And, um, you know, Chicago is, is Chicago. They got their, their things that they're working on to continue to get better. They're a better team than they were last year, that's for sure. And, and uh, a team we'll have to keep an eye on over the course of the season. And, and our paths will cross again uh, now and maybe maybe deeper into the future. Right, Justin again had a tremendous game. All season he's been solid going back to last year. Has Bruce Serena spoke to him why he hasn't called him up? Have they spoken to you? What have they said? Why has he not been given the opportunity? I'm not sure. I, I haven't had a, a direct conversation with Bruce regarding uh, <clears throat> regarding Justin. Um, I think he's his performance since probably mid last year through, or let's call it August of last year through this year, is he's been as good as anyone in this league at the left back position. Um, you know, listen, coaches, <laughs> coaches when they put together, especially at the national team level, and when you're you're trying to. Um, Get a team qualified who didn't start off at the greatest. Uh, you tend to, I think, you tend to lean towards guys you know a lot. You know them from various um, experiences in the past. You tend to lean that way a little bit before you end up bringing in somebody you're not quite, you don't quite know how they're going to handle the situation when you're, for example, going to Panama or somewhere like that. I mean, that would be the only thing I can, I could kind of offer up as maybe, maybe a thought process. But I think Justin, at some point, has earned an opportunity for a look. Uh, the matter, the question is really, when does that, when does that happen? Right? Greg, a big goal from Eric tonight. What did you see from him tonight and this season in general? Yeah, I think uh, good goal for Eric, and, and I'm really happy for him because, uh, like me, it's been a long couple of weeks for him. And so uh, it was an exciting uh, moment for him. It's, it's, um, I, I think, you know, uh, the same thing about Eric is what I will always say. He, can, he defends so consistently in terms of his ability to defend very good forwards, wingers, and open field, one-on-one situations, his ability to make good decisions in the, in the moment defensively, uh, to take things away. Uh, he understands his priorities defensively, and, and um, you know, that's a, a key component of how he plays the game. And, and that's why he's steady back there. Uh, doesn't mean he's perfect, but he's steady, and, and that's what you want in a center back. You want to know pretty much what you're going to get every single day that you put them out on the field. And, uh, and Eric has given that for us. And, and I think, again, he's continuing to to grow in his choices with the ball and recognition of spaces that are opening up and to slide balls into midfield. And, and I thought he made some very good decisions tonight just to put the ball deep and up the field because uh, the risk to try to slide something in the middle wasn't worth it. And, uh, and I think those are, those are uh, you know, wise plays. They don't always look great, but they're the right decision in the moment given the options. And, and you know, I think he's been very solid in that way. I think, and not to take it off of Eric, but I think Nick has been great since, uh, you know, he's come in and, um, and showing the real capacity to, to play not just on the outsides but in the middle when we, when we need him. What was your view of the Morrow handball? Chicago seemed to think it was inside the penalty ball. I was really far away. Um, so <clears throat> when when it was crossed, I couldn't exactly tell if it was a handball or not, and I, and I for sure couldn't tell where where Justin was located at the moment. And I haven't seen a replay, so I, I don't have much of an opinion. They were pretty adamant, but... Um, I don't know what to say more than that.
Have you seen Eric get up that high in training before? Never. No. You usually he's the decoy Extreme Toronto Sports Club XTSC offers the best co-ed, men's, and women's recreational leagues across the city. Scarborough, North York, Downtown Toronto, indoor and outdoor turf soccer, co-ed volleyball, and ball hockey leagues too. Get your soccer fix with Extreme Toronto Sports Club. Sign up today at xtsc.ca, xtsc.ca. TFC Talk on All In Sports Talk. All In Sports Talk. 24-7 Sports Talk Radio. Michael, big game for Toronto FC midfield. I believe between the three of you, you guys on average connected about 80% of your passes. I know you, almost 90%. How big is that moving forward for the midfield to continue doing this as season progresses? Yeah, I thought it was uh, it was a good night all around. Um, I thought... We, we played well. We controlled the game. Um, <clears throat> I thought, by and large, things were under control in a in a good way, and so we, uh, yeah, we feel good about that. You know, we we the first two games uh, here in front of our in front of our fans this year were uh, in moments good, but we couldn't we couldn't find a way to to unlock the game and, and come away with three points. And, and tonight we. Played in a in a good, strong way, and in a way that ultimately left uh, left no doubt as to who was going to win. And so I think <clears throat> it's uh, it's good for us. It's good for our fans. It's good for uh, it's across the board. Good night. And we want to continue to build from here. Go ahead, Steve. Uh, Michael, it seemed more of a Toronto FC performance, uh, so to speak. What do you think was the difference in that tonight? Um, yeah, the only thing I would say is. Uh, the, the you know we spoke about this yesterday. Margins are, are small, right? And, and if uh, if we're able to to take a chance or two in, in games against Kansas City or Atlanta, then uh, I think those are Toronto FC performances as well. You know, I think um, early on in the season, uh, everybody's still finding their way. Um, you know, in terms of especially in terms of sharpness in the final third, um, and really uh, being sharp and clinical in front of the goal and so I think <clears throat> I think that that ultimately has has let us down on a few days so far we've dropped a few points on on days where we we shouldn't have um, having said that I thought tonight was uh, again across the board uh, a, a, a good performance and, and one that we can really build on and, um, two more two more home games now in a row um, and, and we want to we want to keep pushing so that we're, uh, we're we're taking full points at home. And Sebo was a force to be reckoned with uh, all night. Uh, the second goal, you've seen a lot of beautiful plays from him, I'm sure, but that was a, a world-class free kick. Yeah, um, you know, his ability in and around the goal to 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 shoot, to to put defenders on the wrong foot, to to, to finish off plays is is obviously at a very high level, and so. I think uh, we were all happy that he could he could uh, he could get two good goals tonight and uh, play a big part in, in, a, in a great win. And Zavaleta stepped up with the big header, turned into the game winner. What did you see from him this evening? Yeah, I think the the, the three guys in the back, um, obviously with the help of of, of Stephen Bayshore and, and Raheem Edwards, uh, 
dealt with a lot and and, and did a really good job. You know, I think <clears throat> I think Justin Morrow's um, versatility and athleticism and and football uh, it make uh, for a really interesting combination. And so I think you know the fact that we can play him as part of the three on some days and, and play Raheem wider and higher um, it gives us uh, interesting possibilities. Um, you know, Nick has has through you know in two games done a really good job playing in the center and organizing things and keeping everything under control. Uh, Eric continues to get better and better with every game. Got a got a big goal tonight. Um, and so again, I think they they all continue to to come on in, in big ways, both both individually and, and collectively. Maki came on today, got the start. <coughs> Playing next to you seemed to have a make a difference at a big game. Yeah, Marky has good qualities, really good qualities. Um, you know, people forget people forget how young he is, um, but his ability to cover ground and to um, play simple, you know, to see plays quickly, to find the next guy, to you know, not use extra touches. Um, that, those things all make a big difference. And he, he he has a good way of, of getting in on plays defensively, and so I think uh, it was a really good night for him. Talked about those three margins that prevented you from getting a result despite good performances. And uh, today you put it all together. How important is that going forward as you you know hit this three-game homestand and now you can try to build some momentum? Yeah, I mean it, it's it's very important. Um, you know, next week against Houston, uh, midweek against Orlando. But ultimately, that's that's football, right? You know, he's trying every time you step on the field to to take what you do. And, and make it make it count on that night for for as much as possible. You know, to play in a way where you can control a game, where you can um, make the game very difficult on the other team, um, and, and and put everything together in a in a in a big way. And again, that's those are those are words, and obviously doing it is a is a whole other thing, but. For the group that we have, uh, it, it doesn't matter whether we play at home or on the road. It doesn't matter who we play against. The idea always is to to step on the field and and play and, and go for it, compete, and uh, put the game on our terms. Uh, and you know, I, I think the the frustration, a little bit of frustration through the first few games, was that. In, in a lot of stretches, we were able to do that, but we weren't in, in key moments. We weren't able to to get the goals that we needed to. We weren't able, you know, we, we gave away a few soft goals. Um, and, and so I think, you know, going back to what I said before, we we didn't have we didn't have enough to show for ourselves. And so I think um, you know, tonight is tonight's a, a, a good step forward in that regard. And now we we've got to just keep going. Thanks, Thanks Mark. Thank TFC Talk on All In Sports Talk. TFC Talk with MLS and TFC journalist Steve Gennaro. TFC Talk is what you've been waiting for. More Toronto FC every single week. Practice reports, one-on-one -on -one interviews with players, coaches, executives, club alumni and insiders, and match day coverage of Toronto FC. TFC Talk can be heard on All In Sports Talks, free app or tune-in station, and is simulcast on Waking the Red. 
You can also listen to past episodes of TFC Talk on All In Sports Talk's iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud channels. Be sure to follow Steve on Twitter at underscore S Gennaro and listen to TFC Talk every week. Up the Reds! Up the Reds! Up the Reds!